the Box Officer Podcast with Mel McKay and Derek Zemrak. Hi, Derek. I missed you last week. How's it going? It's going great. I hope you had a nice vacation. I did. My sunburn is almost gone. Redheads and lakes <laughs> really don't mix. <laughs> right. But we had a great time. And speaking of water, I'm so excited that you're going to review the Little Mermaid live action. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the live action from Disney. Disney's done this with a whole bunch of other ones. The Aladdin, uh, the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did Pinocchio, obviously. <laughs> they did uh, just Lady and the Tramp. Those were just on uh, Disney+. Plus. But now they're going to Little Mermaid hitting theaters last night. And, uh, and today, supposed to be the, the big box office movie of the weekend. But I'm going to tell you it's straight, okay? Oh. <laughs> the movie is actually 47 minutes longer what? than the original animated film. Oh, good uh, Which now is over two hours and 15 minutes, so I believe that's a little bit long for children to sit yeah. through. I think visually the movie looks fantastic. It, it does have some great feels for it. I think the first 20 minutes was exactly like the animated. I mean, they follow, almost followed the script completely, and then it went into more of Ariel and Eric's uh, relationship and how that came about, and it just goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> So uh, they and you know I mean I have to I have to tell you I I, I mean you know I think the lead Hallie Bailey yep. not to be confused with Hallie Bailey uh, yeah <laughs> she's fantastic she she does a great job of great voice you know you can tell she's new at the acting scene I don't think the gentleman who played Eric that look the part that was weak in, in some spot I don't think he's a singer <laughs> so you have those two elements going with it you know it's hard to take a classic something like Little Mermaid and. And then try to turn it to live action. People have a tier of where level of where those were, and they expect the live action ones to be the same. And yeah. it's not the same. And in fact, sometimes during this movie, although there's a huge production value on this film, it almost felt like a TV movie apart. Because um, oh. that goes to the, to the script. And it's extending the script for an, uh, you know a long period of time that wasn't necessary. The other script was perfect. I, you know, I have to say, visually, sound design were great. Mm-hmm. So I, I am giving it a three slates out of five because of that but i do believe i do believe it's not to the par that disney always seems that their films have to go from animation to live action it hasn't worked not one of them and they keep trying it how was (laughs) how was melissa mccarthy as ursula i think she was great i mean i saw uh face prince on on broadway do it and face prince was fantastic you know, I wish I would have casted her. So I may be a little bit of edgy, but I also feel that Melissa McCarthy is pulled off the role great, uh-huh. but the other people around her are kind of weak. So I don't <laughs> know how good she really was. <laughs> Three slates for The Little Mermaid showing at the Arinda? Oh, yeah, it is showing at the Arinda. Okay, good. On the podcast, we're going to talk about the Yogi Berra doc called It Ain't Over. So yeah. we're back into documentary land. It seems like we both love docs. Uh, and yes. this doc is about Yogi Berra. Tell us about It Ain't yeah. Over. Yeah, well, uh, Yogi Berra was a catcher of the New York Yankees, and his daughter was in, I think it was like in 2015, was at the All-Star Game with him, and they brought out five uh, or four, I think it was, living legends of baseball. You know, it was Hank Aaron, Johnny Bench, Sandy Koufax, <laughs> uh, Willie Mays. And his daughter looks at him and says, are you still alive? <laughs> and he goes, what? I'm still here. 
Now, Yogi Berra, okay, everyone talks about Tom Brady winning, you know, the five or six, you know, Super Bowls or whatever it is. Nobody in any sports has won more world championships. He won 10 with the New York Yankees. Oh, he wow. won He won more MVPs than all of those four guys who were on the field <laughs> that they were honoring. He's won more post, uh, you know, season games than anybody in any professional sport. And the thing was, is in an, you know, in, in, when he played for the New York Yankees, he was a guy, he was short, not good looking. <laughs> big ears, you know, and he was not the style that the Yankees had. The Yankees had Joe DiMaggio. They had all, you know, who's married to Marilyn Monroe and all these <laughs> other guys. And there's this little guy that the New York Times and the New York Post just made fun of him his whole entire life. And then all of a sudden, he's not being honored. And, his, you know, his granddaughter decided, you know what? There's got to be a documentary on you. And it's a fascinating story of how he has just been overlooked in sports all his entire life. And he's got 10 World Series. Race. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing is, is like, he, he was a quirky guy. You know, he made the comments, you know, it ain't over till it's over. You know, uh, all those little yogi-isms that they, that they called, you know, all these years. But it's a fascinating story about just because at that time, and it, and it is very cultural today, you know, he didn't fit the part. He didn't look like a baseball player. He wasn't handsome. He was, but yet he was so successful, but he never got the attention that he truly deserved you know so it's like just because you don't look the part doesn't mean you can't make the part and you can't be successful yeah you know i mean i think society has changed over the years but this is a time when you don't look like you know you know like Joe DiMaggio or, you know, or, you know, Stan Musial and those mm-hmm. guys that, you know, they were like, everybody's like, whoa, look at these guys. And then you got this little guy, you know, and uh, yeah, it's a fascinating documentary. The running time on it is perfect. You see a lot of baseball, a lot of history and people talking about it. And it's all the, the younger people like Derek Jeter's in, in the documentary, oh, cool. you know, talking about how, you know, because he became a manager later in his life and he became a scout and all this other stuff. And he helped people along the way, but he never got the recognition that he really truly deserves so wow. it's a fascinating it's in theaters uh limited this uh last week and this week um so yeah so if you get a chance and you can locate it i would definitely see this especially if you're a baseball fan or just you know support somebody that yeah. just recognition that he deserves exactly so, yeah, it ain't over how many it slates are you gonna give it Derek? i'm actually giving three and a half slates because Woo-hoo! i'm a huge baseball fan and you know so yeah i mean i thought it was very interesting and i didn't realize and i you know i grew up my dad you know is a yankee fan so yeah. i knew a lot about the Yankees, and I knew Yogi Berra, but I didn't really realize of how successful this guy really was. I mean, more MVPs than, than the four they're honoring on the field. It's like, and he's in a box somewhere, and it's like, what? What about me? <laughs> Come on now! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more than any of them. Combined. <laughs> I'll put that on my watch list for sure. All right. Thanks, Derek. Enjoy the weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Stream The Box Officer now at KKIQ.com and Apple and Google Podcasts.